Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, the NBA Deep Dive Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at us at online underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. If you want to email us, you can always reach out to onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. All the old episodes are up there. Last, if you could please rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. All right, guys. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. Um, If you missed it, last week was part one of the NBA jerseys draft. If you haven't heard it yet, feel free to hit pause on this one. Find that episode. This, This episode will be here waiting for you whenever you're caught up. Um, this week we are continuing our NBA jerseys draft. Uh, it is epic. It is sprawling. I have to say it takes a very different turn here in part two. I can't wait to share it with you guys. Enjoy it. This is as fun as, uh, as Ben and I have had all podcast long. So here it is. Enjoy it. Part two of the NBA jerseys draft with the one, the only Ben Croft. All right, let's see. So, are we uh, yeah, we're back, back up and recording? We're back. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this is tough. So, if this is my my fourth pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I have, yeah, I think I have one. So I have one that I'm pretty sure I have, like, kind of in the in my back pocket that I'm that I'm pretty confident there's no way you're gonna select. <clears throat> so I could leave that for five. Of course. Um, but this is always also, such risky business. I will say, yeah, it really is. Let me tell you, when we did the enforcers draft, I thought I had the Davis brothers in my back pocket, <laughs> and when you took that from beneath me, it was shocking. So let's hear it. Who is it? All right. So my enforcers and they come oh, in wow. a pair because there's oh, just no way oh, you can separate you them. Bastard! You fucking <laughs> bastard! I hate you so much. Yeah, you know I hate you so much. You know that's on my board. It's... I hate you so much. <laughs> I can't believe I hate you so much. I gotta do it. I gotta I steal hate it. You. I hate you. They're right I hate there. They're just I right there you. staring at me. I hate you. It's the Davis brothers. God damn it. God damn it. I felt mm-hmm. I learned my lesson. I learned a very hard lesson that day, which was if you yeah. love something and if you love something deeply, do not mess around. Yeah, um, you know what? Yeah. Uh, that's, hmm. you know but, what? Hey, I, thank hey, you. You do, what, you do what you need here. I'm not, you know, no. I'm not trying to tell you anything, but. I think it's important that you that you just uh, re- reminded me of that lesson. So I'm going to take that to heart, and I'm going to make the the selection that I that I really want deep down. Um, it, again, this might be a little crazy. I'm sure uh, some listeners crazy. are going to think that I'm a uh, that that uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. So let me set the stage here, Chris. Oh. The year is 1990. Wow. The place is. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Holy smokes! And the mood in the country is acid washed. Wow! So I'm talking here about the New Jersey Nets 1990-91 road jersey. Is this an underdog or what? I now, love this bet. <laughs> wow! These uh, these jerseys lasted for exactly one season. And then they were promptly done away with, never to be seen again. Um, oh my and god! The reason for that is, you know, it's pretty understandable. They made a NBA basketball jersey uh, to look like acid-washed jeans. Oh my god! And oh my god! I mean, what can I say? I guess I'm a sucker. 
for acid wash jeans this because these immediate, this is an immediate google if you're, oh I mean, baby like if you're listening to this podcast right now please google the 19 was it 1990 you said 1990-91 uh new jersey nets this is a acid washed jean look for the nets yes. here in blue absolutely incredible a baby blue and white gradient look um, to simulate the style of the very popular uh, early 90s style of acid wash jeans uh, with the red uh, uh, lettering and numbering with a white trim, a uh, red and white stripe going down the side, um, the Nets logo on the uh, left front leg of the shorts. Um, but really, we just have to talk about... Like, when I saw these online, so... These jerseys um, just slightly predated my um, introduction to the NBA, um, so I never uh, saw these, you know, live as a, as a kid. When I when I stumbled across the pictures of these things online, I literally like I think I must have seen them like two or three times before realizing like they those were like real pictures of like real like NBA basketball games mm-hmm. um, because they look like they're like Photoshop yeah. or something. They they look like um, it, like the fucking like, like did someone like, forget to spray paint the rest of the blue in or something like yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean they look ridiculous but they look so fucking cool yeah. like I I honestly am making the selection unironically yeah. I think these things are beautiful and this is a franchise that I do not care for whatsoever it is a gorgeous um, color of blue isn't it I mean, it's that. So another uh, uh, admission here, Chris, is that yeah. I am a huge, huge sucker yeah. for the combination of uh, baby blue, red, and white. Dude, um, I, I wish I could say I was surprised, but uh, I mean, I, ever we since are in the same camp here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there were like a good like three or four different teams that had this yep. color scheme I that know. I almost picked, I but these are the ones that that again, I just my heart kept coming back to. I just kept finding myself Googling. You are inspiring me here. Reggie Theus, uh, you know, Nets jersey. Of course, this team also had Drazen Petrovic on it. Um, This this was uh, Derek Coleman's rookie season um, uh, in 1991. It also. Ferocious in this jersey, man. Coleman is a beast. Last season, the NBA's number one pick, Derek Coleman, proved to the NBA world just why he was the first pick in the 1990 draft. He led all rookies with an average of 18 points and 10 rebounds a game and tied for eighth overall in the league off the boards. As the season came to an end, there was little doubt that Derek Coleman would be the NBA Rookie of the Year. We've also got a young Mookie Blaylock, wow. uh, number 10. Yeah. They're acid-washed jeans on the basketball court. Like You didn't think you could play basketball in acid-washed jeans, Chris, but it turns out oh. for one magical year... In 1990, you could if you played for the New Jersey Nets. Um, This is incredible. Yeah, they're just absolutely. (laughs) This is truly inspired. (laughs) I'm so happy that you that you are reacting to this uh, uh, like I am because yeah, again, I was just like I I just couldn't I just couldn't believe my eyes. I still I'm like I'm scrolling through these pictures and I'm looking at them and I still can't believe that these things are real. I will lose Um, sleep over this tonight. This is. I will think about this long and hard. <laughs> I promise yeah. you that. This is absolutely <laughs> incredible, Ben. Uh, I, I don't mean to steal your time here. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, I, I'm just literally in shock. I, I think I've done my work here. Um, Phenomenal. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's it. the jersey also helped me, helped me um, 
help me with this thought. Help me make this thought. The jersey, okay. I feel like, uh, you know, something I've I've said throughout the podcast is like I I love a jersey that somehow speaks to the time and place. Oh yeah, and yep. like, how does this jersey inform us about like? Uh, Newark, New Jersey, East East Rutherford, New Jersey. Like, it sure, does the entire feel... state of New Jersey. Yeah, in does... in very specifically, nineteen ninety one does feel like nineteen ninety. Like the the year is nineteen ninety one. It's Jersey. We're acid. Yeah. Wa- we're like wearing acid wash jeans. Yeah, and... we're listening to some Bon Jovi. Yep. We're listening to some Springsteen. Right. We're wearing some tight tight acid wash jeans yes and we're walking the boardwalk we're gonna maybe hit some bars maybe white sneakers on we got those thick tube socks Mm. yeah man these are these are incredible these are incredible ben you've done it you've absolutely (laughs) done it here in round four uh you've left me speechless you've left me inspired (laughs) Um, I'm gonna take the mic here, Ben. If that's okay yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, um, absolutely delivered a haymaker. Uh, <laughs> take a minute, collect yourself. I understand. You know, if you want to regroup, uh, you know, take take I five, whatever biggest, you need to do to the biggest compliment. Yourself. The biggest compliment I could offer you, Ben, is that you in turn have inspired me. Wow, wow. I'm shaking up my draft board here in round oh, four. Oh, baby. All at right, number, that's what I like to hear. At number eight overall, Ben, um, I'm shaking things up. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, okay, At Let's number do it. eight overall, we are in round four. I am selecting the year is 1995, the powder teal blue of the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh, yes. Ben, here we go. This is a jersey that's very near and dear to my heart. I feel very <laughs> proud to make this selection. Some will say oh, it was a reach. Some oh, will say you could have. Oh. Some will say you could have waited on this jersey. But oh my I'm, goodness! I'm taking my oh, own these advice. Colors. I'm taking these my designs. I'm taking my own advice. I'm taking my 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 experience of oh. getting burned by the Davis brothers in our enforcers draft, <laughs> and I'm I'm doing what's in my heart, which is selecting the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh my goodness! Ben, you have done you've done the right thing, Chris. Where, where do we begin here? The Vancouver's oh, had God. potentially the most shocking use of teal on a jersey in modern sports history. Without a doubt, this we're, jersey. We're coming full circle here. What started in Charlotte in 1988. Yes. It Vancouver, ends here Vancouver and now in Vancouver. on the promise of Teal. There yes. is, without a and doubt, how. no jersey like this. No other jersey like this. The Grizzlies, oh uh, the Grizzlies had a short but sweet life in Vancouver, Ben. Um, yeah. The team struggled mightily. They rostered 62 players over the course of six years. Mm. And they played uh, in part. Uh, they played in a part of North America that, frankly, just felt kind of remote and off the grid. I mm-hmm. mean, it was practically in Alaska. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a team that, like, you know, they struggled. They struggled. They they just they they struggled for love. You know, uh, of course, in 1999, they they drafted Steve Francis, who immediately refused to play for them and demanded a mm. trade to Houston. Such an asshole. And that said, absolutely. That said. For all of the on the court sometimes mismanagement that the team had, I gotta I gotta really applaud the Grizzlies for taking some huge swings here with the jersey. So let, I mean, let's talk about <laughs> what we like here, Ben. This is the biggest. This is probably the biggest swing in NBA history. For one, if we're talking jerseys, for one, we love the teal, right? Like we love the use of teal. And dare I say, Ben, like it's a. Uh, 
how how would you describe this teal? Because it's it's less blue. It's, it almost feels less blue. It feels less blue than Charlotte, and almost more sea green, right? Y- yeah, there's a little sea green. It's a little lighter. Um, it kind of makes me think of like a. Gosh, yeah, it's got a little bit, like a little bit of that mint green. Yeah, it does have some green in it. I, I feel like different. There are different hues of like the different photos. Maybe they're different, sure depending like, on the levels. photo and yeah. the lighting yeah. and the shade and yeah. the shade and everything. We're um, so we're absolutely wild about the teal for starters. It's a very unique teal. It's yeah. extremely, extremely unique. There's really only one color um, like this Vancouver teal. Now the design, I will say, Ben is unapologetically going. And 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 this is a this is a big theme for me here. The design is unapologetically going all in on the bear theme. Now, yes. you and I have talked about the bear uh, extensively over the years with the with the with the Vancouver Grizzlies. Now, the Memphis Grizzly, um, they are all in on being bears. It's it's almost yeah. a theme of uh, of being a prehistoric bear, like a, mm. a wild bear. So mm-hmm, from the gigantic mm-hmm. outsized bear on the shorts uh, with his claw to the front of the jersey with the word grizzlies in a font that is almost... This, this bear's claw is going around an entire basketball. That's his right. His paw and his claws... Are are so massive and powerful. I mean, that he can cup. He, he's covering over fifty percent of this basketball. That's right. He is an absolutely massive bear. He's got a gigantic he's paw, snarling ferociously. And then let's talk about the word grizzlies on the chest here. So this is a mm-hmm. this is a gigantic font. It kind of it, it it is reminiscent a bit of the Flintstones almost. Again, like think think prehistoric. It's, think prehistoric. Yeah, you're right. Bear, that's right? you're right. It's the font that's that's, that's speaking that prehistoric historic uh, feeling now, to us. Ben, you're right. When you look closely at that font that says Grizzly, what do you yeah, see? What, you see what's happened, claw what's, marks. What's ben. happened to these to these letters, this Chris? This ferocious is... bear, they let him out of his cage, they let oh, him into no. the wild, and oh, he has dear. clawed up the letters. Oh, G-R-I-Z-Z-L-I-E-S Grizzlies. He's clawed it up. Yeah, this bear has had his way yes. with the actual lettering on the jersey. That's right. Now, Ben, there's something almost incredibly primitive and 90s there's something very 90s about these jersey in a bear with me now in a Polly shore encino man kind of way <laughs> mr morgan if you're edge because i'm wheezing on your grind it's just chill because if i had the whole brady bunch thing happen at my pad i'd go grind over there so don't tax my gig so hardcore cruster english they only speak english dad <laughs> can can you make that oh leap with me Wow! Wow! You're dropping an Encino man on I'm me, Chris. An Holy man. Sh- goodness yes, gracious! Yes. I don't even. Wow! You just spun my head around. Um, I also love. I also love the sort of the. What is it? It's like there's a. Uh, there's almost like a hieroglyphics kind yeah, of Yeah, are we talking about the trim? trim? Have we moved on to talk about the Let's trim now? Let's talk about that Let's trim. Let's talk about this trim. It is a, I guess, Egyptian-style uh, hieroglyph. Um, again, it looks like an obsolete, uh, antiquated language, um, uh, perhaps, or, or perhaps not even a language, but just some sort of uh, cave design. Again, uh, we're, thinking, even. we're thinking prehistoric, we're thinking caveman, we're thinking polyshore, we're doing hieroglyphics inside of a cave, we're there's also a grizzly bear 
It is a ferocious jersey. It's a scary jersey. Here's the thing I mean, about what? this jersey. It is not trying to pretend it is anything but very intimidating. It's very scary. Uh, look at the size of the bear on on it's, on one it's thoroughly leg overwhelming. There, it's totally overwhelming. It's, it's asymmetrical. Just it's asymmetrical with its use of the bear. We have a bear on one leg of the short. On right. the other leg and of the short, we have some hieroglyphic on the bottom. Um, right. Very importantly, the hieroglyphics are also only on one leg, so it's totally asymmetrical. And apparently, I would I would assume that they didn't want the hieroglyphs anywhere near the bear on the other leg. Sure. But judging by what he had done to the font on the on the chest of the right. uh, of the jersey, you know they didn't they didn't want him anywhere near those hieroglyphs. Uh, you know, uh, considering what what he might be able to do to those um, with his massive claws now, and teeth. Something I love here, and again, this is a recurring theme for Team CW, is the discreet use of the color red. Uh, it mm-hmm, really just pops mm-hmm. so beautifully, I think, off the teal, right? We have this foundational yep, yep. teal and then a little red with the Vancouver. Just a little bit. With the trim yep. with the basketball being the color red. Um, I also love the font for Vancouver. Too, um, it's like such a goofy little like cartoon. Again, think uh, 90s. We're thinking Flintstones. We're thinking Encino Man. We're thinking Polly Shore. Yeah, it's like the kind of font you would like doodle in your notebook at school yep. um, with like the, sh- you know, the sharp V and like the N with like the uh, the sharp angles on on, uh, on the ends of the and N. And help me, Ben, with the Grizzlies font. There is something about that that's also a 92 in that it's 3D. It's like the block, right. like the bubble. It's what, do like, you, it's, what do you call that um, when it's like, right, like that, that like kind of Three-dimensional, like superimposed, whatever. Lettering, right. Right, right. Um, it's not like a drop shadow, but it's the. Um, there's another word for that. Um, like uh, I don't know. I forget. We should look sure. it up later. But um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very, very cartoonish. Very uh, outrageous in your face. Um, I mean, the 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 letters themselves, the G and the S, are uh, you know massively oversized. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, creating like um like two bookends. Yes. Um, that my God, Chris, I just realized this. I literally had not thought of this until just now the g and the s of grizzlies cre- create the fangs of a bear that's right then <laughs> i literally did not yeah that did not dawn on me until just this moment yeah, yeah. wow yeah. wow there is there's, there's a lot so going on much here. happening with this jersey <laughs> i mean frankly this jersey could be its own deep dive uh this jersey could be its own pod um, oh my there's god there's just so much happening here it's inspired they're taking a risk and they went all Ugh. in, man. Like I, I fully applaud what happened here with this jersey. I mean, the, the the smartest thing the Memphis Grizzlies could ever do is bring this jersey back on an alternate on an alternate basis on a on a on a yeah. throwback night, whatever it is. It's a winner, man. I, I I am very proud that this was available for me to select. It was short and sweet in Vancouver. They didn't win yeah. many games, Ben, but they certainly won our hearts with these teals. I'm very proud to have selected here the Vancouver Grizzlies in round four. Wow, what a pick! I mean, I did not leave you with an easy job, Chris, to follow up those uh, those ninety one uh, Nets well, like jerseys. I said, man, but you inspired I, me. You gave me the I courage love, to do what was in my heart. God, that makes me feel so good. I absolutely love this selection. I love that you went with Vancouver instead of Toronto, which yeah. like Toronto was was you know similarly ridiculed at the time mm-hmm. with the with the cartoon dinosaur. But they've since like taken on like a real like nostalgia hipster, you know like you know, there's like a hipster oh, yeah, yeah. nostalgia thing happening right now. i mean they're 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 getting busted out at dunk contests oh, now all the time ben, um, i have a funny yeah. story that i should share a, a, a funny anecdote anecdote i should share on the pod i texted okay. you late last night right 
What did uh-huh. I say to you? I was like, oh, hey, Ben, yes. I'm walking through Midtown Manhattan. I'm headed to UCB. You're not going to oh, believe goodness. this. But like a bike messenger just passed me on 42nd Street wearing what? The Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. Yeah. There was a guy that... in a teal Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. The light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, this is like a, a literal sign from God that I'm supposed to be drafting this jersey. So Yeah, you... you... You wrote to me last night at 10, 12 p.m. Yeah. I'm quoting the text now. Holy shit, man. It's a sign. Walking through Times Square right now, and this dude just bikes past me wearing one of the exact jerseys I'm drafting tomorrow, dot, dot, dot. It's a deep cut. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly clearly it was a sign. Clearly uh, God has has uh, has Intervened. reached down and, and, and moved you yep. um, and, and made made this so. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I love the fact that, like, no one fucking likes this jersey anymore like you know this doesn't have any of the the cool like nostalgia hipness that that the the raptors jersey has but for my money man like there's there's nothing better like this thing it's just so insane it's probably the most insane jersey that's ever appeared on a basketball court i love it and uh i love it yeah i love it they're both fantastic Holy shit! Wow, I don't. Even, uh, what do we? Where do we go from here? I feel like uh, I, I. I will tell you, I'm rattled. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like, totally am. Do we still have a round left here? Yeah, I feel we're like in round that... five. We're in round five. We still Incredible. each have a pick left. I will. I say, feel completely spent. I will say the New Jersey Nets pick changed everything for me. Um, yeah, I mean, not that my first three picks weren't inspired and rooted in deep love, but like when you broke up, when you broke out that denim acid washed <laughs> New Jersey Nets. I realized the game had changed. Yeah, and yeah. I needed to sort of think differently about my draft board. And the ball is back to you. I'm passing you the ball back, uh, man. This is your final selection here in round five. This is pick number nine overall. Team BC, you are on the clock whenever you're ready. Whatever's, uh, whatever's, in, whatever's in your heart, Ben. I swear. Um, okay. I, let's see. Um, 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 um. All right, I'm gonna have to go since I mean at this point like I think we've like broken the game uh, if, if you if you know what I yeah, mean I like I, th- yeah. I I think like uh, like the the something's gone gone wrong in the code here and we can like no longer play the game. I agree. Um, so in that spirit, I can tell uh, you Chris, I'm reshuffling my draft board. Like yeah, that's changed. yeah. yeah. Um, in that spirit, Chris, I'm gonna go with a um, a selection here that um, is not, in fact, the jersey of a traditional NBA team, um, but is, in fact, an all-star game jersey. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's allowed in the rules here, but like I said, we've broken the game, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. There you go. Um, And I am selecting the uh, 1991 to 1994 uh, all-star jerseys. Um, specifically now, I am going to, I mean, all right, let's see how to, how to break this down. So, um, this jersey was the first, uh, all-star game that I ever watched as a kid. Um, and, um, there was something about this all-star jersey that just made it feel like so official and so like, ah, man. All right. So this is like. The I'm, I guess I'm I'm speaking specifically about the blues, yep. um, which were worn by the East All Stars in in 1993. Um, the West All Stars had a white jersey, but the kind of design was similar with the the NBA in big block letters um, that had kind of like a 
like an early 90s like video game um like kind of gradient to them uh now that i think about it uh, slightly similar to the the 91 nets jerseys where it was like a blue to white fade and then going back to blue um it looked it looked like a like a shiny piece of metal and then behind the nba was a star um which was similarly like kind of like the the shiny like blue and white it made it look um you know almost like ben is that made of ice i can't tell it looks like yeah, it looks like ice, possibly like ice, an ice um, sculpture, or perhaps some sort, sort could of be, shiny metal. Yeah, could be, could be crystal even. Yeah, even crystal. Um, yeah, possibly crystal. Maybe it's just chrome in a very like kind of bright put that light. Into a jersey, but incredibly, they've somehow managed to put crystals inside of an NBA jersey. It, exactly. There were there were fucking shiny crystals um, to represent the all stars of the of the league. Nothing could have possibly felt more appropriate. Um, they were just so fucking cool looking. Now, I will say there were some pretty awesome and wild designs that followed these jerseys. Um, there were the uh, the famous cactus jerseys of the, um, let's see, I believe that was the 1997 yep. exactly All-Star Game. About. Yep, in Phoenix, um, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. The, the desert cactus jerseys. Um, they had ones that had uh, peppers on them, I believe, the following year. So I believe for the uh, the 1995 game they had the the purple with uh, with cactus or cacti on them, and then in '96 they went teal once again with peppers on them, which a lot of people uh, kind of hate on, but I think are, are incredibly dope. Um, but really, for my money, like nothing says All Star uh, like those beautiful, brilliant um, 1992 yeah. to '94 era. Um, uh, the, the Royal, the Royal blue with like that incredible logo, um, NBA with a star behind it. And then in, in, uh, red script underneath, it says all-star, um, with a red letter, uh, or a white letter. Jordan against Magic. The crowd on its feet. Well, this is a mismatch and Magic would be the first to admit it. Michael Kind. (laughs) And that's two Magic said, bring the next one on. Yeah, who, who wants it next? Showtime in Orlando, the final seconds. <laughs> Michael said, you're not getting it. Yes, he is. Six, five, three-pointer. Yes! Oh, my! Johnson at the end of the game, one falling away, and his mother and father, Urban Sr. from Lansing, Michigan, there to lead the cheers. I think if he scored five points, he'd be the MVP. Oh, the best thing was that after he made it, they just stopped, okay? The East was not going to take another shot. That's how it should end. I mean, look at Patrick Ewing in those blue jerseys. Look at Dominic yep. Wilkins uh, in those blue jerseys. Um, yeah, there's some, I forget what the, what the video game logo is that reminds it, maybe Capcom. Mm. If you look up the, like the 1993, um, like Capcom logo, it kind of reminds me of that in the way it kind of like, oh, yeah. like the, the, the big bold font. Um, yes. but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's my, my final, uh, my fifth and final selection in round 10. Love it. Is, uh, 1992 to 94. Can I add uh, something here, Ben? Um, you know, 
I think it's maybe like a subliminal effect or something, but uh, I'm looking at all these great Hall of Fame historic NBA players in these 92 mm-hmm. to 94 era jerseys, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're wearing what? The red, white, and blue. This is also oh, sure. many of the same guys that we fell in love with on the Dream Team, right? Playing, the Dream Team, Playing yep. the Olympics. And I mm-hmm. do feel there is a majesty to these jerseys. There is an almost like... There is something patriotic about them a little bit. They're very sure. clean. They're very presentational. They're very, like, regal. And um, they're very, like, serious. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing... Mm-hmm. There isn't an element to, like, goofiness about them. They're very just, like, we are the best of the best. Right. And they look extremely official there's a and extremely star. proud, but still, like, very fresh. The there's a big star in the chest to make it very clear that I am a yeah. star in the NBA. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah, man, I love these jerseys. I this is a this is a stellar pick. Um, thank you, thank you. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. All right, Ben. Well, as you said, um, you have changed the game. Yeah, you have changed the game here, and uh, I have no choice but to respond accordingly. Uh, <laughs> so you drafted, you drafted a All Star jersey. The 1991 Correct. to 1994 All-Star jerseys of the NBA. I, in turn, will can only respond by drafting a, a jersey for a team that no longer exists in the NBA. Sure. So, in round five, with the 10th overall pick, I will be selecting the Kansas City Omaha Kings. Oh, yeah. A jersey from 1975. We are looking here, Ben, at the Road Blues. Uh, I am crazy for this jersey, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. So much to talk mm-hmm. about here, man. Um, I mean, so once upon a time, Ben, the Sacramento Kings did not play in Sacramento. Originally, from 1948 to 57, they were the Rochester Royals. And then from right. 57 to 72, they were the Cincinnati Royals, led by Oscar Robertson and Jerry Lucas. Mm-hmm. And then from 72 to 85, they were the Kansas City Omaha Kings. Of course, this is a team that would eventually move to, to Sacramento. Right. And I believe they were uh, they were in, they were Kansas City slash Omaha only for, for a, uh, a few years from seventy two to seventy five. That's right. That's right. And then starting in seventy five, they they went full Kansas City Kings. So Ben, they wore an absolutely classic royal blue, red and white jersey with kings and cursive yeah. across the. Uh, across the chest and i mean like la very la dodgers yeah, just classic classic exactly. cursive font so confession here i am big on the cursive font type on jerseys and oh, something yeah. that you just alluded to there there's something very formal about it i really appreciate it. and frankly as a baseball fan it kind of makes me nostalgic for my childhood days watching teams wear their like road gray uniforms with that team name in cursive across the chest right mm-hmm, think of like mm-hmm. the Oakland Athletics the 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 New York uh, the New York Yankees the Chicago White Sox the Baltimore Orioles mm. St. Louis Cardinals right in cursive across the chest um, mm. a big part of my love for this jersey is is this logo here Ben let's talk about the logo so we have uh, we have a the crown of a king of course. Mm with the spiky, jagged edges of his crown sitting atop a basketball head. Uh, It's red, it's blue. We have the word kings in white going through the crown and then Kansas City, Omaha, across the bottom of the ball there. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, 
I love it, man. I love the trim on the side of the shorts. I love I love the logo on the bottom left hand corner of the shorts. I mean, that logo is a it's a basketball wearing a crown. That's right. Yes, that's delightful. That's so utterly delightful. You're to assume that the basketball is the king and the crown. You know, like he is wearing a crown, but his head is an actual basketball. Uh, the king, right. Just to be clear about right. that. Also, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Correct. those jerseys, the name of each player is on uh, below the number, which I think is right a fun below little, the number. Fun little detail yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 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 a I'm a sucker for simplicity too. You know, like. These 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 ju- these jerseys aren't super busy. I love the uh, the color scheme. I love the royal blue, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I'm crazy about these jerseys. Anything uh, anything you want to add here? Any observations you have looking at the uh, the Kings jerseys? It's really it's f- funny, Chris, man. Like uh, we we really are uh, of, of the same brain because I didn't have these specific jerseys on my Don't list. Worry. But I, I literally was looking at the powder blues as well. <laughs> I literally had two other uh, uh, iterations of this team's jerseys. I had the powder blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, I could send you a, a draft right now. I'm uh, up uh, ready, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're, we're looking at, at Vinny Del Negro. Yep. We're looking at Otis Thorpe. Yep. Uh, we're looking at Wayman Tisdale, yep. um, uh, Kenny Smith. Um, yeah, the, the powder blue with the red and white. Um, I mean, if I wasn't selecting that that Nets uh, 91 yeah. jersey, I would probably go with this Um this version probably like I mean talking pure color scheme it might be the best uh, version of powder blue and red yeah I agree um, I've ever seen yeah I it's would incredible. say you know it's interesting man the powder blue is a very controversial um, subject matter among Jersey heads and uh, mm. I I think you and I are probably on the same page here I'm a fan of the powder blue like if it's God, used, I love it if it's used correctly um if if it has the support that it needs i mean the powder blue can be an absolute hit as a jersey yeah i mean ever since i uh saw the houston oilers take the field oh, uh and oh, and and, and watched uh, number one warren oh, moon you know fling in 60 yard touchdowns oilers try to get on the board in the way of a touchdown they trail 21 3 but have life after the bubble recovery and warren moon is looking for ernest gibbons he's got him in the corner of the end zone touchdown houston um, you get it. I, I I was I was powder blue wow, for life. Man. You know, we are cut from the same cloth. Um, this is really yeah funny. yeah 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 yeah. I mean yeah, especially with with red and white, it's just the perfect combo. Yeah. Um, but I love I love the classic uh, the royal blue. Um, I mean you know it's a royal blue. It's the kings. They they should be in a royal color. Something regal, right? Yeah, exactly. And the and like you said, the script, the font, um, so so classy, yeah, um, so ti- so timeless. I love yeah, these jerseys. It is very, like, it's something a little different yet classic and regal. Kansas City, the Omaha Kansas City Kings. Uh, very proud to select them with my last and final pick here in the uh, in the jerseys draft. Outstanding stuff! Wow. All right, Ben. Amazing. How do you feel? Do you want to? Uh, should we rattle off a couple of um, honorable mentions? Oh, I've got. I've got a few honorable mentions okay. uh, left left in my uh, my bag over okay. here. Um, I mean, I just mentioned one, uh, you know, the, the the mid to late '80s Kings, but also, um, did you ever uh, scope out in your research the um, the Cincinnati Royals, which was you know before they they uh, moved to Kansas City? Um, they had a a jersey uh, from like 1964, I think it was 64, 65 to 1971. 
They had a road jersey. I guess it was it was both for home and road. It was really one of the uh, first kind of like different experimental jerseys in the NBA because they had a vertical um, lettering uh, and and uh, and line oh, uh, design yep. um, that was just so cool. They they ha- they used that same royal blue, um, uh, but it just looked. Um, yep. Here we go. Awesome with with the with yes, the. Yes, I'm uh, very familiar with this one. Yep. Red, white, and blue. The vertical line. Mm-hmm. Again, very simple. Um, but for that time, you know, this is like 1965. Yeah. Like totally radical. Um, I believe they were the only team in the league that had a had had their name um, their team name going vertically like that. Um, you know, from from uh, the top of the jersey to the bottom. Um, just very cool. Yeah. Very ahead of its time, man. I'm looking at um, this. The, you sent me a photo of what looks like when the, I'm assuming it's the Kings, right? When the Kings mm-hmm. were playing the Spurs. Yeah. They had a throwback had a night throwback in like 2003. Night, and you yeah. have a photo here of Tim Duncan putting a move on a couple of the guys on the Kings. And I'm, mm-hmm. and, and Tim Duncan is kind of prominent in this photo. I'm like, wow, who's Tim, Tim Duncan's playing like a Euro league team. Who's he playing? Like, mm-hmm. that's what these jerseys look like. Is that, I was like, is that team Croatia? And then I, I looked mm-hmm. closely. I was like, no, those are the Royals. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 So I love, I love these jerseys. They were like, kind of like the first cool, weird, different Jersey, you know? So had to, had to give some, uh, some props to the, the Kansas City Royals of the late 60s. Cool, love it. No, sorry, that was the Cincinnati Royals, correction. So, Ben, uh, another 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 team that actually came up in conversation uh, that we mentioned just now that I actually passed on drafting. It made my board, mm-hmm. but I ultimately decided that it, I needed to go in a different direction is the Toronto Raptors. We're talking about the Purple Dinosaur. From, I mean, we, we have to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, from 95 it's, 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 it's to It's 99. a jersey draft, yeah. you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It wouldn't be, we wouldn't be having a jersey draft if we didn't have a, a conversation about these purple dinosaurs with the Raptors. So yeah. obviously, Ben, when the Raptors joined the NBA in 95, they debuted this absolutely, you know, incredible jersey going all in on the on the color purple with some jagged vertical lines, right, and stripes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this ferocious cartoon velociraptor. And um, also, Ben, as, as you've noted on previous podcasts, the Raptor here is wearing, of course, a jersey. Yeah, we we could easily could have drafted the jersey that the Raptor on the Raptors jersey is wearing ben, because I mean, he, he is, is in a, fact wearing is his own jersey fully, that is different. He's a distinct, fully costumed Raptor. He is he has, yeah. jer- he has jersey and sneakers on, and he's playing, yes. Let's talk about his sneakers. He's playing basketball, so he's dribbling a dinosaur basketball, wearing dinosaur sneakers and a basketball jersey w- uh, with the color R. Um, yeah, the big big R. So let's on talk. There. Yeah, let, let's talk about his sneakers. Note how his claws, his toes, his fingernail or his toenails, whatever you want to call them, are popping out of his sneakers. Yeah, incredible. So I cannot here's my qu- imagine playing playing ball and having my toes stick out of my sneakers. My question for you, Chris, is this: Do you think that these were custom designed sneakers with uh, pre made, you know, claw toe right. holes? Or did this Raptor just try to put on a regular pair of basketball sneakers and lo and behold, oh, I've got big, sharp claws. They're going to, they bust through, they pop out the front of my sneakers. What do you think? That's, that's an incredible ask. <laughs> I got to say, I honestly can see it going both ways. I could see yeah, him yeah. being just sort of a renegade Raptor that strolls into the locker room and is like, let's suit up. I don't care. Give me those sneakers. He shoves them on his foot and his toes pop out. Or yeah, I could bang. also see him being probably the most highly regarded 
basketball player in all of Canada. Nike comes in, designs him some sort of custom-made sneakers without the toe right, holes, right. so his claws easily just fit in the, in the sneaker. Either way, they're absolutely it's just absolutely incredible. He is a dinosaur playing basketball on a basketball jersey worn by human beings. Um, just tremendous. Yeah, a lot to like, talk about here too. I mean, just like let's talk about the font of the word raptor across the chest. So cool. Yeah, it's very like, badass. Graf- very like yeah, like graffiti. Yeah, it makes Action me think movie, of. Right? Yeah, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of like um if like the like the Lost Boys from like Hook, like Rufio yes. uh could design uh could 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 like write uh like a team name. Like that's probably the font he would use. Yes, man. You know? It's very it's like almost a little piratey. Um <laughs> it's got like a light pirate tone to it, I would say. Yes. Um but like very cool like the like the T, the top of the uh, of the uh, of the T in Raptors has like kind of like a like a big um you know, like a like a big sword kind of yes, vibe to it. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, it's very strong, Obviously, very um, these jerseys, aggressive. These jerseys were really polarizing back in the day. Many, I feel like many regarded them with some like disdain or regret. I think a lot of people within the Raptors organization, maybe fans, felt like a little cringeworthy about them. Maybe they yeah, seemed, have, maybe they seemed amateur or green or whatever it is. Again, Canada was trying to plant its flag here and be taken seriously as a basketball country. But I gotta say, man, and and maybe going about it with a cartoon wasn't the easiest approach. But I like I, we've never seen anything like this on a jersey. Really, like it was innovative. It was unapologetically cool. We love yeah. we love the the font type. We love. Uh, you know how fierce and hostile and jagged and intimidating that that dinosaur and 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 the numbers and the lettering is, um, and then the names on the back, man. The, the the jerseys have that jagged silver gray triangles. Yeah, right? I was gonna say let's talk about the top of that. Um, it, it does have like that, uh, like more of like the the prehistoric uh, vibe with like, the little triangles on top. It does make me think of dinosaur teeth, right? Like the jagged, mm-hmm. sharp triangles coming uh, above the nameplate. Mm-hmm. Either either teeth or like the whatever you call them, like the fins on like a stegosaurus, oh, you know, course. something something like that. You know, I look that Ben. Thank you. I'm <laughs> embarrassed, frankly. Those aren't teeth; they're the fins of the. No, stegosaurus. I mean they, they they could also be teeth. No, either one. I think it, it I think it works. They, I think it works both ways. Fins. Don't they're, don't don't beat yourself up, Chris. Clearly, no. fins. Yeah, you know, dinosaur fins. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's I believe that's the the scientific. Term that is the scientific term. Ben, it's a dinosaur fin. And then let's talk about quickly the logo on the side of the shorts, right? So we have a basketball and the claw, right? right? Like, Which is an element that they still that they still kind of retain. Right. Like it's like the one element of this jersey that, that I think they still shunned, kind of right. that they still rep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen people online arguing about this from a marketing standpoint, saying the jersey. Some say it's brilliant. Other people felt like, you know, they were kind of embarrassed that Canada just needed some buzz, any buzz that they can generate. But, I mean, I will always remember Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady throwing down those legendary dunks, wearing, you know, the Barney Purples of uh, of Toronto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, hang on. I'm trying to look here. Um, so the, the images you sent me aren't totally clear, um, but there's something going on on the side of one of the legs um, where I believe the dinosaur... So you've got like this the, the logo with the ball, yeah. with the claws coming on out of it on one side. side. Yeah. But on the other He's side... the letters. That is a dinosaur eating the letters. <laughs> uh, okay, that's what I thought I saw. Um, <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, I'm trying to find like a better I image. Like a, like the a, letters are TR. I, th- I believe that... 
it's we have the letters TNR for Toronto Raptors and folks the dinosaur his the velociraptor's head is reaching around and taking a big bite out of the T. Yeah, he's chowing down on those letters. Yeah. Um much much like the the grizzly on the Vancouver jerseys right. uh you know laid waste to the uh t- to the to the grizzly's letters. Uh this raptor is uh is going going ham Man, on the T and the R. What a 30 for 30 that would be. I wonder if the designers in Vancouver and Toronto ever consulted with each other or if it was just radio silence or if it, they were I mean, like, I have to imagine there was maybe, there was a bit of like, a, they, a rivalry going on there. Knowing each other a little bit just being like, "Hey man, we got something crazy going on." Over here you're gonna be it's gonna yeah. blow your mind and you know like it, it does make you wonder if they communicated at all right right i mean like right you it must have been like a game of like one-upsmanship sure. if, if that did happen where it's like this you know maybe some guy like has a little uh you know a little little gamesmanship right. you know send, sends sends off uh like one little element and image perhaps to the uh to the other guy or or girl uh yeah. you know whoever designed yep. it and um and and they look at it and they're like, oh shit, okay, we got to up our game. That's right. Let's you know, let, let's do something a little crazier than we were initially thinking. Oh man, that'd be amazing if that were the case, yep. where it was like going back and forth, like like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck on the piano or whatever. Um, but uh, whew, wow, yeah, fantastic. Okay, so with another uh, honorable mention I have for you here, Chris, um, which was initially on my on my original draft board. Um, but I couldn't quite bring myself to do it because it is. I understand. I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm really not sure. Curious if we're thinking of the same thing. I mean, I've got a couple crazy ones here. I am I am going to talk a little bit here about the San Diego Clippers. Oh, That's right, not the Los Angeles Clippers. The San Diego Clippers of uh, 1978 to 1984. Um, or maybe it was 83. Again, I'm a little fuzzy on the exact uh, uh, years here. Um, but when the uh, when the San Diego Clipper when the Clippers uh, uh, moved to San Diego from they were the they were the Buffalo Braves franchise. Um, and in 1978, um, prior to the 78-79 season, they moved to San Diego, changed up their whole vibe, their name, everything, um, and became the San Diego Clippers, which are now today the Los Angeles Clippers, of course. Um, but for a, a few uh, brief years there in the, in the late 70s and early 80s they had again a baby blue with uh, red and white uh, jersey that um i mean dude how do i get one of these now i mean the, right what i mean yeah you, you just killed, you killed it on this draft man i mean i you mean just knocked it out of the park <laughs> go ahead they're they are ridiculous looking um they look like they're not very well made i have to say <laughs> um like as i look at these jerseys like they look like, like they could fall like off, the, like, fall apart like the letters were like literally like like they were like decals that were like ironed on like yeah. a few minutes before the game and like the d in san diego like could easily just like peel off like any second what about like the um, frilly waistband like that looks like that could easily that looks like the uh cummerbund on a tuxedo and how it just like yeah just, like, easily like flip off or something like like yeah yeah um and then we have to to mention here the uh the sides of the shorts Mm. um which uh feature fucking maritime signal flags uh running down the side of the shorts you know because clippers are of course ships are boats 
Um, so, and, and San Diego, you know, is a very, uh, uh, you know, nautical, uh, sort of boat, uh, heavy city. Um, Steve Bomber, if you're listening to this, would it, would it kill you to incorporate some maritime flags? Can we get some jersey? goddamn maritime I mean, signal flags like, back on these Clippers jerseys? How incredible I, like, would Kawhi and Paul George look in these San oh my Diego God. Clipper jerseys, man? Like they, they should move to this jersey tomorrow. I mean, like literally yeah. like that would be such a home run. Yeah, I mean, if they could, if they could, uh, like these jerseys with like you know modern manu- manufacturing um, t- uh, capabilities, I feel like could really work. Um, they had a great like again the baby blue. It's like a little bit lighter, but I feel like it got darker as like people sweat in them. Yep, um, been uh, crazy as well. Uh, maybe I'm speaking more to the baby blues here, but like again, something I talked about over the course of the draft is like, how does the Jersey speak to the team and inform me about the experience of like the team and like everything the team's about. I feel Mm -hmm. like instantly when I see Bill Walton in that baby blue, I'm like, Oh, is this a nautical, is this a nautical themed team? Like, is this, is this a team that like speaks to the ocean? There's something, Mm -hmm. there is something Mm -hmm. like Southern California, like sailing, sailing on the bay. I park my little sailboat. You can feel, you can feel the salt in the air when you look at these jerseys, Parked man. My yeah, you can... on the bay here in San Diego, mm-hmm. taking a little, taking a little excursion along the bay, a little fishing trip. Uh, it, that soft breeze yeah. coming off the Pacific, yeah. uh, blown, blown through your long these curly jerseys hair. Speak to that in a way that the current Los Angeles Clipper jersey does not, to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally right. Um, yeah, I will say the the Buffalo Braves, um, you know, which is the, the previous iteration of this franchise, did also feature like a baby blue, but they had kind of like they like paired it with like black and white. It was like pretty basic. Um, but I feel like the Clippers, uh, when they moved to San Diego, may have also been inspired by the uh, football franchise in San Diego, which had you know a famous uh, baby blue jersey. Um, you know, back in the '60s, I yep. guess, when, whenever that was. Um, so they were kind of like also pairing themselves a little bit with the with the established uh, sport, sports smart. franchise Very in the city. Yeah, yep. themselves. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were a terrible franchise. Um, that uh, you know the, the San Diego years are, are sort of like lo- lost to history, and these jerseys, you know, you never see again. These were these were when I stumbled across these in my research. I was like, oh wow, oh what? I, look at these! I've never seen these before. You know, yeah. um, so I love to uh, to shine a little light on the uh, on the baby blues of the San Diego Clippers. Fantastic uh, man, absolutely tremendous yeah. work. Where do I take us next? Where do I take us next? How about? Yeah, I know who we need to talk about next. Ben, why don't we talk about the 1992 Road Blues of our New York? Yeah, baby. Um, Yep. I was definitely. I had a. I had a little spot reserved to talk talk some next. I understand. Of course, people might get on our case. Hey, homerism. Blah blah blah. But let's talk about this jersey. I mean, Uh, it is a uh, look at look at that. Look at X Man in that jersey. It is a very Uh. classic simple orange blue and white new york across the chest in orange with a white outline Mm. the knicks logo on the lower left hand corner of the shorts ben i love how the orange and white waistband and the trim on the jersey and the shorts really pop off the dark blue i mean yeah simply put man like pat riley jeff van gundy they wanted their guys to have their play do all the talking on the court and the responsibility mm-hmm. of the jersey frankly was look sharp look professional look tough and mean and no yep. nonsense and yep. it was just it's a very classic simple look here again 
The jersey here is the embodiment of the city, right? The ethos of the culture. These jerseys looked strong. They looked tough. They looked solid. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like they were designed to last like the test of time. These jerseys were in line with the tough, gritty ethos of New York City. Remember, Ben, this is a team of OTL enforcers that included Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason. Char- mm. John Starks John Starks mm. went from being a grocery store clerk to a star oh, yeah. shooting guard. Patrick Ewing All grit, all toughness. Patrick baby, Ewing would routinely, you know, lose ten pounds a night and just pure sweat and hustle. Yep. This was a yep. team of heart and hustle and the guy went through seventeen towels a game. That's right. And and, yeah. and these jerseys really spoke to that, I think, very effectively. Um, obviously, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not messing with any cursive. We're not messing with any lowercase here. You know, save that for the for the more kind of fun freewheeling franchises. We're going strong, big capital letters in block letters. Um, yeah, just uh, it really just communicated everything right there. Yeah, and uh, just the use of orange, man, it just really pops so beautifully here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's like a deep dark orange. It's like not not too light. It's almost it borders on red almost. Dude, you know, I don't but... think I've ever. This is wild. I don't think I've ever made this association, but hmm. the orange on those Nick jerseys kind of reminds me of the orange of a city cone, like a construction cone. Oh wow! I mean, I like that. I definitely never made that connection, I but I love know, it. No, I know. Obviously, I probably had something more to do with the basketball being orange, but like, well, sure. For me, but... when I think of the color orange in New York City, what I think of is like, you know, when you think about New York City, there, it's like a, it's a place where buildings are constantly being, you know, built and things are being built up, and I, I don't know, it just like came into my head right there. But uh, yeah, 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 man, I love these jerseys. These obviously have a special place in my heart. This is the, the team we rooted for growing up so uh, i'm glad we Mm -hmm. can give them a little love here on the jerseys draft yeah absolutely i just sent you um a uh a little file um now i of course also love these jerseys these were the first jerseys that i ever gazed upon as a uh adolescent you know uh nicks uh you know basketball fan um but um, I really, you know, going back and, and looking at some of the, the different iterations, because the Knicks jerseys have remained pretty consistent over the years. They had, like, that weird yep. phase in the uh, in the late 70s and early 80s where they, like, went to, like, that dark red with, like, the um, numbers above the, the name, That's which right. didn't make any fucking sense at all. Uh, oh, wow. You know, didn't really. But I love yeah, the... Yeah, um, Yeah, so the, the jerseys that Ewing wore when he, when he first came into the league in 85 were basically the exact same, except that they had the shorts, had yep. the NY... Um, you know, like the, the Yankees NY yeah, logo, yeah. and then the number, the number on the other leg. Um, Is that something which I you just been like? I I I would I, really love. You never to see, see the number it. on the shorts anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It. It's I would love to see it if the league would be open right? to it. We would certainly welcome it here at the OTL. I mean, maybe it's just like oh, they did it in the mid '80s and that was it. Um, but wow, um, but at, I just look love at Patrick that, putting up a jump shot here in this photo over the Bucks in those Hunter Greens. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, this is something that I can't dissociate from, like Patrick's knee pads mm-hmm. um, and his and his wristbands. Um, the high tops. In a way, I think thing. I. It's all I, just oh one, yeah, the high tops. It's all just one uniform. Yeah. 
I think I kind of lean a little bit um, in favor of the uh, actually the home whites. I don't know gotcha. why there's something. I mean, I love the the blues are are just perfect. Um, you know, it's a it's a perfect blue. But something about the home whites. Yep. Patrick just looked so he looked like a superhero in those home whites with all the other you know white accoutrement on his on his body like all over him. Like he it just it, it matched up all so well. He literally looked like some kind of like a like a you know like a cyborg superhero. Yes. I mean, like in his rookie year, he had this. Man, like yeah, this huge elbow pad on his on his left elbow. I don't know yep. if he had like uh, some tendonitis or something like that going on there, or what uh, injury he was trying to recover from. But he had a massive elbow pad along with his knee pads, along with his wrist pads, along with his high ankle socks. Um, you know, his, his massive uh, white Adidas sneakers. Um, yeah, just really, really tremendous. Um, and then I don't know at the at the very bottom of that email, if you see, there's a, a little uh, bit of trivia that I wanted to to throw at you in. 1979 I think it was it was only for let's see uh, uh, uh. yeah so, so for exactly one season in 78-79 the Knicks uh, shorts actually featured a little apple say, I, on the am side I crazy? am I seeing something here that yeah, that is a, an apple with the NY logo inside the apple wow um, which yeah, I don't know why they only did that for one year. It's I mean, cool. it's a little, it's a little silly looking, I guess, but it's pretty cool. And I just love that they only did it for one year. I stumbled across it. Um, I don't know, like uh, reading on some website about you know Nick's jersey history, but but I just love uh, uh, yeah, shining a little light on that little little apple. Wow. You know, of course for the for the big apple. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I love. Uh, oh, another thing I wanted to ask you: Do you have a, a strong opinion either way about um, you know the '91, '92 Knicks? And I guess um, I don't know if it started in like '89. Let's see. Um, or it was the, the '991 and '91, '92 seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Knicks logo on the shorts just had the the black letters and the ball with no backing. And then for 92, 93, they added that little triangle. I know this is like getting like really deep in the weeds, but to me, this is like important stuff. Um, the the little triangle like that always kind of reminded me of uh, of nobody beats the Wiz, like the the, the nobody beats the Wiz uh, triangle. Yeah, look down at uh, Rolando Blackman and John Starks. I think too um, ha- has the uh, the triangle. Okay, so sure. that was yeah, uh, beginning in the 92, 93. So you're asking me, um, do I support triangle versus what? Triangle versus non triangle um, that you see would like non triangle be the end. Um, no, that would be the Knicks. Uh, just the Knicks block letters with the basketball. Uh, with nothing in back of it, so like Patrick Ewing next to Rolando Blackman, they they changed like the logo like ever so slightly. Oh, I think I see what you're saying. So you're asking, yeah. uh, do I prefer? Basically, where do I stand on the triangle? Right. Do you do you, that, do you like the triangle or do you prefer the triangle less uh, Xavier McDaniel era? I'll be honest Nick's with logo. you. I think they there's a lot of positives to both. I think there's uh-huh. a lot of positives to both. I am sort of fond of no triangle. Really. I, I love okay. the triangle, but I, I think I think what I'm I think what draws my eye, I think what catches me about no triangle, frankly, mm-hmm. is it, that that's an older jersey, right? Yes. I think it's just I think all that's like catching my eye right now is that it's different and new. I'm like, oh wow, that's a different version of the thing I love. Um, right. So right. I just want more of that in my life. Um, sure. But I I am very very passionate about the triangle logo. So mm-hmm. I would love, uh, honestly, I would love if our our current iteration of the Knicks jerseys would incorporate some of that on the shorts. Again, on the mm-hmm. lower left hand corner of the shorts. 
Yeah, yeah. Where do you stand? It sounds um, like you're pro triangle. I am pro triangle just because it was the first um, jersey. Ninety two, ninety three was the first season that I, that I ever watched. Yeah, um, exactly. So I I grew up with the triangle in my yep. life. Um, and I love the fact that one of the photos you sent of uh, John Starks uh, taking a three actually has a nobody beats the Wiz uh, on the uh, on the little like billboard the, on the scoring oh, table so um, be- behind him. I feel like nobody beats the Wiz was like that's a- the lone sponsor like of every single Knicks game uh, yep. that season. Like they were like so I just associate them like like their commercials ran just They're on 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 loop for every commercial break. Throw the ball, man. Play action pass. Let's go to screen. Fake inside. Sweep outside. Just. Stop. All right, man. I got Cellular it. One and nobody beats the Wiz. Cellular uh-huh. service. Hey, Boomer. That's simply the best. Every single game was brought to you by Nobody Beats the Wiz. Their their ads were on the radio on WFAN. It was all uh, Nobody Beats the Wiz. Uh, and I feel like they literally like that triangle probably has something to do with the fact that Nobody Beats the Wiz had a, had a similar triangle in its logo. I don't know. Maybe that's are, uh, are we? That's, are they still in business? No, I believe that they uh, went out of business. Probably right around the same time the Knicks uh, the went to their, uh, yeah, or or when they introduced their ghastly fucking black jerseys. In, yeah, uh, we don't want. I will never talk about those jerseys. No, no, no. We're not the referring. So I, I apologize for even bringing yeah, those yeah, up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, gosh, let's see. I, cr- I mean, um, I understand this is like a Homer thing that like we're we're talking about the Knicks here, but I just think this is like a, a really gorgeous jersey. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I love yeah. it. I mean, it's, you know, like, I, I literally, like, one of the saddest days of my life was when they introduced the the black, and I believe, uh, was it 97, 98, yep. um, was, right. was the first it was season. It was well and And Canby it was and, just, yeah. like, it was, like, literally, like, the end of my childhood. Yeah, they were that's, trying that's, to tell you that the that something was ending. Right. And it was, like, oh, no, we're, we're like, we're now, like, grown up and cool yep. and edgy, and we're changing and everything that you loved and everything that you thought was like sacred yep. is no longer. And um, the best thing that ever yeah, happened to the Knicks team was that black bar leaving the Jersey. Yeah. Thank goodness. They finally like wised up after like, uh, you know, however many years it was, but yeah, my God. All right, man. Such, such an you got one or two more teams you want to share for me here. I mean, gosh, um, you know, we could talk about like the, the classic, uh, city jerseys of the warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you, those came up in your research, yep. but like a lot of people, uh, love those, uh, 66 to 71, uh, San Francisco warriors with the, the golden gate bridge on the front and the trolley on the back with the numbers, um, that was definitely very cool, very innovative, and, and and wacky and goofy for the time. I mean, I feel like they were kind of like the Raptors or Grizzlies of that era because no one was doing shit like that. Um, so definitely got to give some shouts to the late 60s Warriors. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I love, I mean, I do uh, really love the, um, the electric blue 95 Orlando Magic. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, I I was a pretty big fan of of their original like pinstripes, the, the black blacks. and white. Yeah. Um, but something about that electric blue when they introduced that, I think for the '94 '95 season, um, really just kind of kind of stole my heart. I associate for some reason when I think of like the black or the white pinstripe jerseys, I think of Shaquille O'Neal. But when I think of the penny. electric blue jerseys, I think of Penny. Right? I don't know why that is, but like that was like the jersey of Penny in my in my memory. Yep. Um, I think of the Little Penny commercials. I think of of Penny just like doing insane behind the back passes and flying through the air for tomahawk dunks and um yeah god um so I love those um I mean I love the uh let's see I mean 
when you're talking about cursive, yeah. um, the uh, the Bulls uh, cursive uh, there for I think it was just for their away jerseys. Oh yeah, man. Um, like Michael Jordan's rookie year, I think they they changed him after um, after '85, so he, he only wore him for one year. I but away from those, those were great. I know they were so they were so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, love the uh, yeah. I think on the on the home white jerseys they still had like the black letter bowls, but for the away jerseys they had Chicago in black cursive, and uh, yeah, just so so fresh looking. I totally agree, man. Um, I think we should call it wraps. We should. Uh, yeah, we, we could definitely go on. Yeah. <laughs> go on forever here. So this has been uh, so fun, whew, man. Wow. How do you feel? How do you feel about Good this God. whole thing? I feel fantastic. Yeah, I think we. This is this is one of our our best pieces of work i think that we've ever produced frankly um i would just like to say you're welcome to our listeners um well this has been so fun man uh you know draft season is the best time of year and uh it's always a pleasure doing this stuff with you so i can't wait for whatever we got next i know you and i know what's queued up next but it's gonna yeah we've got a couple of ideas in the uh that are that are brewing in the lab it's gonna be fun thank you so much for hopping on the line here man and i i will talk to you real soon a pleasure as always chris till next time Holy smokes, we did it. We did the NBA jerseys draft. I hope you guys enjoyed that. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Let us know what you thought of the draft. You can always email me at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. It would go a long way if you could rate, review, subscribe to us in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. If you know someone that loves the NBA, they're looking for a new pod to listen to in the offseason here, maybe recommend our show. It goes a long way. Have a great week. Enjoy the NBA offseason, and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>